listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In the final part of the show, we get a view from mainland China from Ryan Manuel, founder of Bill BAI. Good morning, Matt, Ryan. Good morning. Um, so let's start. We've had we've got the PBAC meeting today on interest rate decisions. We've had the government meet with banks and ask them to lend more, but at the same time telling local governments to take on uh, less debt risk or reduce their debt risk. Um, the general macro sentiment seems a bit weak in China, over there. Um, and there seems to be a failure to boost consumption. So is the government doing enough at the moment, or what can it do to, or what more can it do? I mean, it's, it's, consumption's a tricky one because it's sort of a question of how do we make the spirits more animal? Um, consumption's been stuck for nearly 20 years. It's sort of the government could probably quite rightly, if they held press conferences and were questioned on this, say, well, we've been doing lots and lots of things recently. But are they cutting through? I mean, it, there's, there's a question right now about what exactly they could do to change people's minds. Um, it's tough when you have other things happening, such as real estate, uh, health care, cost of living, all of these normal pressures that make people insecure. Um, and the more that you sort of say, oh, we need to do something, we need to do something, we need to do something, the less people want to do it. <laughs> so they're sort of caught in the trap, I think. They're constantly trying to find some Goldilocks solution of not too hot, not too cold, but it's not cutting through. Um, but yeah, you know, they've announced, I don't know, let's say about 100 policy measures that they plan on taking on, again, you know, increasing private uh, industry uh, position in the economy again, and all, all these number of factors. But it seems, it just seems to be announcements rather than actual policies coming through. So will they start enacting on, on those announcements or is it just I, something that they're just boosting sen- or trying to be sentiment just with words no i think they're doing things it's just there's a hundred of them um you, you know well these things are coming through but when you're talking about an economy and a, a policy the size of china you, you <laughs> they're, they're sort of drops in the ocean rather than than big currents and as you said there's a hundred of them I, like people don't you know in terms of stimulating consumption, in terms of making people think that, okay, things are going to be better, you know, let's start to spend a bit more, let's have a bit more confidence. Um, you know, 100 solutions is almost not as good as, you know, it's almost not as good as, as no solution, right? Because people start to feel that, oh, well, there's not a big bang, there's not, there's not a big shift, the status quo will just continue. So I don't know if that they're not carrying out their promises so much as just their promises are underwhelming. But at the same time, there, I mean, there are still some sector crackdowns. I mean, we've seen the drug and healthcare being cracked down. So that should that will play a role in terms of sentiment, would it not? It it would, but I mean, look, the drug crackdown is more likely to improve people's confidence in some ways. I mean, health has been it sort of went away for the sort of first two terms of the Xi Jinping administration, but health has been a very constant cost of living problem in China for. Since the reform era began, um, you have this constant issue of, uh, you know, doctors have no time to spend with patients. They have to charge. Hospitals don't have, you know, they're nominally public, but they don't have central funding. About 86, 87% of the hospital's revenue comes from, from the users' fees themselves. So then the people that go to the hospitals, they're like, oh, well, 
you know, they feel like they're constantly being overcharged for some fairly poor levels of care. And, and no matter how hard they try and train more doctors, the, the system, you know, these, these, these are generational changes. So coming in and cracking down on pharmaceuticals, particularly what they've done, which is they've cracked down on firms and they, they cracked down on basically on hospital heads because hospital heads choose to buy the contracts and the argument is that these hospital heads are choosing all the drug companies that are spending all their money on marketing rather than R&D. So if we switch to sort of looking at a market perspective, the drug companies that are in trouble right now are those who that have, you know, their marketing budgets are much bigger than their research and development budgets. Uh, and so that's actually quite a populist measure okay. um, rather than a crackdown in the sense of the tech crackdown where it's like, we don't like this sector or we don't like what you're saying. And we don't like what you're doing, even though you employ a ton of people. Um, this one is, is, is more likely to, to help rather than hinder from a, from a strictly popular perspective. Um, obviously, if you're a drug company, you're probably not going to agree with that perspective as much. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the real estate sector? I mean, that's doom and gloom, uh, seemingly. And uh, it seems that they're all coming together to warn about even further risks in that sector. Um, so what is the actual state of play? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think... We don't really have too much good news on that front, particularly overnight with um, Evergrande announcing bankruptcy in the U.S. to allow a more sort of stable disposal of their assets there. The big worry there was Country Garden because this isn't a bad company, Country Garden. It's, it's very well run. It's traditionally it's very effective. Uh, it was one of the biggest developers, you know, the biggest developer for a number of years. And it had this really interesting model of going out to sort of third, fourth, fifth tier cities and allowing people to buy homes. Um, it's now not able to do that. It's, it's shifted its focus entirely to tier one and tier two cities, I presume, because it's easier to sell the assets if thing goes wrong because people still want to buy tier one and tier two things much more, city properties much more. It's shifted to looking at services and the general signal for the sector is, as you say, it's... it's <laughs> If, if even the really good companies aren't doing very well, what what hope does a ordinary company have? Um, unfortunately, I know it's been quite short, but that's all the time we have uh, for now. So I'd like to thank you for coming in. Thank you. That was Ryan Manuel, founder of Bilby AI.